0: Welcome to Love Well Podcast, and I am glad you're with me this week. It is another edition of Beyond Sunday School, and uh, this week we are talking about something called uh, the Inductive Bible Study Method. Uh, this is a lot of big words, right? Or at least one big word. And um, basically, it's it's a it's a pretty straightforward uh, it's a straightforward process. There's the words. Uh, to To really help you walk through any passage of the Bible, uh, any any passage of Scripture that that you are interested in going a little bit deeper into, you can uh, you can use this method and you can go uh, just a little bit deeper. Um, any good Bible study uh, that you that you grab off of you know, Amazon or Christianbook.com or anything along those lines uh, is going to probably follow this method in some way, shape, or form. Uh, on Sunday nights, in our missional communities, uh, we walk through this method using what we call the, the five big questions. Uh, those questions are, uh, you know, what do you like about this passage? Uh, what do you not understand about this passage? What do you learn about God? What do you learn about people and uh and how do you how do you need to respond so those those five questions are what we use to discuss passages on sunday nights um, and those questions uh, are good uh they're helpful and uh, they they're more helpful for like you know um the uh, more straightforward passages, you know, like things out of the letters, that kind of stuff. Um, but this more generalized approach, this uh, that we're going to talk about this morning—observation, interpretation, application—it uh, is. Um, it's a little more. It's a little more generalized, right? Like you, you're able to use observation, interpretation, application. Across just about any genre, and um, and really, it it helps in just reading in general. Um, I find myself using the observation, interpretation, application process even when I'm you know reading through uh, books or articles, uh, any anything that I kind of want to make sure that I have a pretty high level of comprehension on. Uh, I will. I'll walk through observation, interpretation, and application. So, uh, so what is it? What what are these? What are these three things? This uh, this observation, interpretation, application thing. Um, well, uh, observation is the single most important part of studying the Bible. It might be the most important part of reading anything that you really want to comprehend. And that is because what observation does is it forces you to read closely. Uh, too often we read, uh, we just read really, really fast. We read over things so quickly and, uh, and we miss a lot of what is going on inside a particular passage, right? Like we, we kind of miss, uh, we miss the details and the details, the details are hands down the most important thing uh, in, in so many passages of the Bible. If we could, if we could grab hold of the details through our observation skills, um, most, most of the problems, uh, most of the bad interpretations, most of the uh, crazy stuff that, that people talk about the Bible um, Goes out the window, right? Because what happens when we practice observation is is we learn uh, very intentionally the context. We gain we gain a depth of, of understanding of the context of particular Bible passages, of particular verses, that kind of thing. And so, it, it, one of the most important tools against bad interpretation. Is observation, and oftentimes when you come across uh, somebody who has interpreted the Bible in a really crazy way, ninety-nine percent of the time their issue is rooted in lack of observation. They haven't they haven't done the work to understand the context. And so when you're reading through the Bible, when you read a passage or you read a section in, in scripture that that doesn't uh, that doesn't sit well with you, that makes you uncomfortable, and you're like, hmm gosh, I don't, I don't really like this. Well, that's, that's okay. Um, there are going to be times we read through the Bible that it does make us uncomfortable. It's supposed to make us uncomfortable. But sometimes we read through a passage of Scripture and you think, hmm, this doesn't fit with how I have been taught. This doesn't fit uh, my understanding of, of who God is. And uh, and if that's the case, uh, then oftentimes you really, really need to uh, you need to do the work of observation. You need to try to understand what's going on. What observation does is it gives us context. It provides us with the necessary details to rightly place and rightly understand um, a passage of scripture. We have to we have to get there through observation, and so most of the time uh, that you spend uh, studying a passage really ought to be spent in in, in observation, right? So, uh, so what are what are some of the things uh, that that go into observation? What are some of the skills uh, that that you need to develop? Well, first is simply asking. Uh, The five, you know, the the, the five W questions, right? Who, what, when, where, why, how? Those questions, um, those questions are just so important because when we ask those, they force us to slow down a little bit. They force us to get into the text. They force us um, to pursue some of what is, is going on here in in a particular in a particular passage and oftentimes if we can't answer those questions from a particular passage it means that we have to expand our our reading so most of the time that means we have to go back we have to read back into the context what what is happening so that we can get those answers right we need It's very difficult to move beyond a passage to move into uh, trying to ask the you know what does this mean question without first really doing that observation work of who what when where why how Um, you know if we're reading through a narrative uh, story you know we we might want to try to we're going to want to identify who are the characters what's the scene um we're going to want to try to identify what we think is uh the um, you know what's what's the conflict point right what's the falling you know what's what's the resolution how does the conflict get resolved and then what's the following action in light of 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 this conflict we we need to identify all those things now i'm going to uh, and it knows a lot of a lot of information, right? And, and so I'm going to include a link to a to a document in the show notes, um, and uh, that way you can you can just download it, use it as a reference tool, and uh, and I think I think that'll be helpful. Um, so some of the other things that we want to do in observation is look at like grammar. Are we talking about? you know past tense present tense future tense are we talking about uh you know are there are there repeated words that 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 show up in a text uh, which makes them uh important right it might might help us understand the the meaning or purpose of of a particular passage if there's a word that gets repeated over and over and over again um might that's, that's, that's going to be helpful. And we might want to do more study on that word, right? As we move into some of the interpretation uh, parts of this. Uh, we're going to want to look for things like, you know, are there are there metaphors? Are there similes? Are there comparisons? Is this an illustration? Like, we just want to try to get as much information about the passage as we possibly can. And you don't need extra tools. You don't need... A library of stuff to do good observation 99% of good observation is simply reading and slowing down and and just kind of thinking through the passage that that we're looking at right Um, the problem so often is we we go right to uh, we go right to application We, we read something and we think okay what what do I need to do here how do I how do I get here um, and we skip we really skip over the observation interpretation parts now uh, interpretation this this is the part that people really get excited about right this is the part where we are trying to trying to kind of uh, not kind of we're, we're trying to simply answer the question what does this text mean what what does this passage mean Um in our world today, a lot of times we add, uh, "What does this passage mean to me?" And you know that's that's more in line with application. Uh, when when these authors wrote, um, they were they had a specific meaning in mind, right? They they wrote things down for a purpose, and as readers, what we are trying to do is get our minds and our hearts around the purpose that they wrote with. We're trying to kind of put ourselves into their place and trying to understand uh, what it is that, that they're getting at. We're trying to interpret that. And, uh, and you know, here's, here's the reality. Let's be very honest with ourselves. Uh, we are never going to get to the author's original intended meaning. It's not going to happen. Not not with 100% certainty. We can never, I don't think we can ever really honestly say with certainty, this is what Paul meant. This is what Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, uh, this is what they meant when they wrote this. Not with 100% certainty. So when we approach the Bible, when we approach it to study, We have to do so with humility. We have to hold it in an open hand saying, uh, this is what I think Paul intended. This is what I think Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John meant. This is what I think the Bible says. Because at the end of the day, that really is the best we've got. The best we've got is a humble position of saying, this is what I think the author intended. We have to be open to changing that. We have to be open to saying, to, to getting new information and, and, and growing in depth and understanding and saying, oh, maybe that passage didn't mean what I thought it did five years ago the last time I really read through it. Because I have new information, I have greater context, I, I've, I've studied it more in depth, right? We learn and we grow and we change. And uh, the scripture doesn't, but our understanding of it does. And so, as we move into interpretation, we we have to we have to kind of work through, we um, have to kind of work through that, and, and understand that that we need to be uh, we need to be humble, and we need to be open uh, to to the reality that we might not fully understand it. Now, does this mean that we can't know anything about the Bible? By no means. By no means. Uh, we can know and understand the text. Uh, But we just need to do so with with an air of humility. We can't become dogmatic about saying, I know for certain this is what this verse means. We don't. We don't know with absolute certainty. We can be confident and different passages can have different levels of confidence uh, that, that we have, right? There are some passages that I'm extremely confident in knowing uh, what i think it meant what i think the particular verse means or what i think a particular passage means there are others where i don't have a high degree of confidence and so as someone who who teaches the bible man i have to be very clear uh, when those when those passages come to the fore but even just somebody who's trying to follow jesus and i read through and i'm reading through uh, the bible and i'm trying to interpret it and trying to understand it i have to i have to hold that with some with someone with some humility right so what does this process of interpretation look like? well, if we've done the observation part uh it it gets really it, it, it's it's a little more straightforward um because we're trying we're trying to comprehend some meaning we're trying to get to the place to say Ah okay, this is what this is what this text means, and, and so you know we may we may ask questions like, um, you know, we we're going to ask meaning questions. We're going to ask questions about, you know, is there cause and effect here? Is there, um, you know, how does how does how does this particular text? Um, you know make me feel how do I what do I think this text is applying to what do I wh- what issue do I think this this particular uh, text is um, is hitting is hitting on uh, these are the questions that really bring us back to meaning and uh, and there's so many more but but we really are trying to just ascertain uh, the meaning questions and uh, we're trying to we're trying to figure out, um, you know, what what this particular author wanted to say. Now, our interpretation isn't going to ever conflict with our observation, right? So if you read a verse and and you say, you know, you want to say that it means something that the observation doesn't allow it to mean, it can't mean that, right? So, uh, the, last, the last step of this is application. So, observation, interpretation, and application. And what application is, is it kind of does get to the, what does this mean for me? But, but how, do I, how do I respond to this text? What, what is the modern day uh, application of this text? Remember, the, the Bible was written, uh, the, newest, the, the newest thing we have is, is, is the book of Revelation, um, which was written near the end of the first century. And so you know we are talking about a text that's two thousand years old, and so we have to figure out if it's going to be of any value really to us. We have to figure out how it applies to our lives. Uh, the problem with so much of our application is that we don't get specific enough you know we we don't we don't kind of work through it and um, and and bring it home, so to speak we We leave it very generalized um you know, too often application is so, usually looks something like, well, love people. The heck does that mean? You know, uh, loving, lo- love people is, is huge. It's a huge, huge thing. Uh, application in a text really needs to be uh, something along the lines of, you know, today I am going to, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do XYZ for my neighbor Um, or today I need to uh, spend some time uh, really uh, asking myself this question and in that that's that's when application becomes powerful is when it gets real and it gets specific Um, the hard part you know for someone like me who's who's preaching sermons and teaching and that kind of thing from the scriptures, um, is I don't want to get overly specific in my, in my application when I teach. Because if I do, then it can become a... Um, the Bible can almost become some sort of a recipe, right? If you do... X, then you will get Y. This will result if you do this behavior. You make God happy, uh, that, and that's and that's not good. That's not good gospel preaching. Um, so, so when I when I teach when I preach, uh, I will usually try to find a specific question to ask people to really think through, to really process through, and the hopes then is that they will. They will come out of, of asking that question with some specific walkaways for their own lives. Um, the other thing that's important, as you walk through application, is that it really it shouldn't be something that that is shame in invoking, right? Uh, the gospel, the gospel is um, the gospel is freeing. The gospel sheds. Uh, grace and mercy on you, uh, and in our hearts. And so, if you walk away from a passage and your application induces mega amounts of shame and guilt on you, uh, then go back and, and wrestle through it again. Because I don't—I think you kind of missed the point, right? So, um, yeah, this is just a little bit of a shorter one, um, and this hopefully hopefully gives you a little bit of insight. Like I said, I will drop a. Uh, a link in the show notes, uh, to, uh, to a resource, uh, that summarizes these three things and gives you some really good, uh, clear, uh, paths to walk down. And I hope you find it helpful. Uh, next week, I think what we're going to do is, uh, we're going to talk through the different, uh, you know, kind of how I construct a, uh, a message or a sermon, um, something along those lines. And, uh, so hopefully, hopefully you'll be a part of that. And, uh, you know the best way to make sure you keep up with everything that I am producing, writing, recording, that kind of thing, is to um, you know is to go ahead and subscribe to Love Well uh, at DanielMRose.com. Uh, you can subscribe there, and uh, at least at the very least the podcast episodes will get dropped into your inbox. I'm I'm wrestling with how much uh, how much email I send you, <laughs> so it doesn't get overwhelming. Uh, you can also follow me on Facebook, facebook.com slash Pastor Dan Rose. I hope you will do that as well. Uh, the easiest way to interact with me, though, is going to be on Twitter at Daniel M. Rose. So let's continue the conversation there the video archive of today's conversation is at youtube.com slash Daniel Rose and uh, yeah I hope I hope that you will hope that you'll be with us again next week uh, as we as we continue kind of working through this beyond Sunday school we might change the time uh, to to maybe the evening or something i don't know we'll see um if if an evening time will is better for you man make sure you drop that in the comments let me know and uh, i'd love to love to have uh, some more conversation around some of these topics so uh, until next time love well my friends